Blood Brothers and Sanguine Sisters to Deeply Discussing Dexter. I'm your host, Dale Maxfield. I'm joined by Aaron Caldwell. Hello. Brooke Merritt. Hello. And Zach Erland. Hi, hi. And today we're discussing the Season 5, Episode 4, Beauty and the Beast, the Emma Watson remake of the original Disney... No, never mind. <laughs> uh, on this episode, it's a short way to Tipperillo. Lumen and Dexter go three rounds. Deb can't sleep. Quinn outsmarts the FBI, sorta, and it turns out that Boyd was just the tip of the human pickling operation. What did you guys think of this episode overall? Better than the last two episodes we've watched. Um, it's okay. We're building a little bit of a story, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it uh, definitely you know ups the game in terms of plot. Um, I'm glad some star power is finally brought in in terms of Julia Stiles. Uh, I I like her uh, her performances usually, so I was excited to at least see some a familiar face that I, I could get uh, on board with. I like Julia Stiles. I thought this episode was good. Um, it was finally building some semblance of a plot for this season. So, uh, yay. Yeah. Um, I guess finding out about Lumen makes it more interesting than the previous episodes. Um, it is sort of a hilarious thing that the way that they write this first episode with her is that... Um, she fights Dexter three times in a row. <laughs> it's just an episode of her trying to get and away. And just loses, like, <laughs> pathetically each time, so. Uh, it starts with Lumen still unconscious. Dexter is cleaning her wounds, a series of fresh gashes on her back. He has taken the her to the plastic-sheeted kill room originally intended for Boyd. Harry shows up to give Dexter shit doesn't like the trend of Dexter killing a Randy in the bathroom, almost botching Boyd's kill, and now having a live witness to deal with. Harry asks Dexter what the first rule of the code is, and Dexter says never kill an innocent, and Harry says don't get caught. A never kill an innocent is what Dexter is fixated on because of what happened to Rita, but everyone who watches the show knows what the first rule of the code is. <laughs> Uh, Lumen wakes up and freaks out. She starts fighting with Dexter, who struggles to M99 her back out. That's going to build trust. <laughs> and good night again. <laughs> well, if you just keep shooting her up. She's going to trust you. It's going to be fine. She woke up. Do you want to stay awake? <laughs> You're going to keep your hands to yourself. Do you want to stay awake? She wakes up in a kill room, which granted, she doesn't know it's a kill room, but then there's pictures of girls in barrels all around. I, I think he took out. those down. I'm pretty sure he was smart enough to take those down. So it'd be like, no. want to be one of them? Yeah, leave them up. It's like, you see what could have happened yeah. to you? It makes your point. Do you want to stay awake? I don't know why you keep running from me. This is your fate if you don't stop. I'm here to help. <laughs> Stop it. Put you in a barrel. Uh, Deb calls to Dexter and says she needs him to check the crime scene. Dexter realizes that the nanny has been going all night. Dexter decides to use the crime scene to get an ID on the girl that we later learn is Lumen. Dexter gets to the crime scene. He finds cigar ash in the blood. Masuka says so machete and tipperillo. Definitely style in. 
Deb says, "Fuck me in both ears," <laughs> which, which is a happy, a happy thing. That, that, that's her excited. So, uh, Dexter takes the fingerprints and heads home. The nanny quits. She says Harrison needs a reliable parent. Quinn has been tailing the FBI agent. The agent tells him over the phone he can't let Quinn show the photo himself. Quinn tails the agent to the safe house and sees Jonah Mitchell inside. Again, the FBI is just as bad. Yeah. Yeah. I was not happy to see Jonah Mitchell. I was almost like, can we just talk about this like off screen? Like I'm like we've moved on now so much so that I don't even want to see the the Mitchell family at all, you know? I I am actually on the other side of that fence. Because this show has a has a bad history of just completely forgetting about what <laughs> happened in the previous season. Um like uh Sylvia Prado's not on the show anymore. Ramon Prado's ne- never on the show anymore. Um, so I like that they actually remember that the Mitchell family is still alive and they were not successfully able to catch Dexter. So Quinn potentially getting Dexter caught with this and Jonah being his way to do that, I think is actually an interesting turn of things instead of we reset the whole show and nothing, nothing from before is, is brought back. Also, by virtue of them being in the safe house, it kind of brings back to mind that the whole world still thinks the Trinity Killer is still out there somewhere. Yeah. I, can, okay. I kind of agree with I, I like that they have kept them around in some way, or you know, but I just don't like the way it's, it's done. I don't like that they're coming up with this, or carrying on the story of Quinn thinking Dexter was somehow involved. I don't have a problem with them keeping them around so much as the way it's done. Well, why does Quinn think Dexter was involved? Remember at this point. Yeah, I mean, I think he had a good reason to believe that. I don't remember what it is. Well, it was because he... That's part of the reason it's not interesting, because even we don't remember. (laughs) It's because when he came out of the house, he told Deb and Quinn heard it was me. Oh, yeah. About the Rita thing, and and he's like, why are we not looking at Dexter... He went and talked to the neighbor, and yeah. yeah so he's oh, and also the police um, recording or the nine one one recording. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So yeah, Quinn's had his suspicions about Dexter the whole time, and it took him like three days of like morphing those three sketches together to get something that he thought looked like Dexter, instead of just you know telling the FBI to show him a photo of Dexter and ask if that's Kyle. I mean, I guess I can see why he's he thinks Dexter's involved and is still tracking that, but I don't quite understand why tracking him back to the Kyle Butler is so relevant. I don't... I mean, does, does he think because Dexter copycatted the Trinity, he's going to get answers that way? That I guess that's why I'm kind of... I think that's what he's going for, is he, he thinks Dexter used the Trinity killer being around... To kill his wife. To kill Rita. And at the very least. Or he and Trinity mm, are more in cahoots than... Yeah. I'll give you Because Kyle Butler is supposed to be Trinity's, like, best buddy. And that's what Dexter was when they were working together in the early part of last season, so... 
Um, Dexter walks in with Harrison, or Deb tells Miami Metro that they found the Tipperillo butt with a fingerprint on it. Dexter walks in with Harrison and distracts everyone. LaGuardia picks him up and says he looks like his mommy. Masuka says he has Dexter's eyes. Angel says he has Masuka's penis size. Deb says Harrison's is longer. How do you know that, Deb? Don't uh, don't say that stuff, Deb. Uh, and Dexter uh, says, "Who would have thought?" Better than donuts. Oof. Oof is all oof. <laughs> I'm gonna second. Well, I mean, oof. it's not, it's not like they were doing like police work or anything. They had to do something. <laughs> uh, Talking about a baby's penis, maybe eh, probably better things to do. <laughs> I don't know. It was a slow day. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) A slow day in Miami Metro? No. (laughs) Well, it's Miami and sometimes people get murdered. Or people die and sometimes... People die in Miami. Sometimes they get murdered. Uh, Ari chides Dexter about using Harrison as a cover for raiding Masuka's prescriptions, which he steals some antibiotics. Uh, Dexter IDs Lumen from the fingerprints. She's from Minnesota and has no criminal record. Harry mentions there's also no missing portions report. No one is looking for her. Aguera tells Angel that he has to go apologize to Lopez, the officer he beat up for talking shit about Laguerta. Lumen wakes up. Dexter asks if they can start over and offers her aspirin and the antibiotics. She refuses to take the drugs. Dexter asks her her name, and she says Rachel. He tells her he just wants to see her get better. She asks why he didn't take her to the hospital, and he says it's because she saw him kill Boyd. Throws the drugs on the floor to distract Dexter and runs for the door. Dexter overpowers her and leaves, locking her in. Round two. Round two. Angel (laughs) goes to see Lopez. He apologizes. Lopez says he won't press the charges. And... Based on how completely fucked up Lopez is, how did he go to the job the day after the bar fight and then collapse? Like, yeah, this has got to be like a couple days later, and he is just, like, demolished. Yeah, uh, Brooke, can you explain to us how uh, health works? Adrenaline? Well, meanwhile, yeah. the other two who were, you know, in the fight, you've got, you know, Batista and Masuka with the typical really excellent makeup job where it's just we're going to put one stitch up on one side that's it and then we're going to put a little blush around his eyeball and that's the extent of the makeup on them then you've got this other guy who was just like you said decimated head to toe <laughs> so he's like, like he on, he's on the trip he's, he's they lit him on fire after they got in the fight yeah. like there was some serious <laughs> shit that went down yeah Lost it looks like spleen. he, he... He got into a, a, a bar fight, then he got into a car accident, then he got into a train wreck. And that's how he ended up collapsing. See, we only saw part of the fight. Like, when he came out later, Masuka and Angel gave him a blanket party, man. Just beat his ass. <laughs> a blanket party? <laughs> yeah. oh. They said that Angel kicked him, but they didn't mention as they kicked him onto some train tracks as the train was driving. <laughs> They kicked him into a fire. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a fire on train tracks. The train ran him over. Wow. Well, I mean, that did happen in Chicago, right? <laughs> yeah. 
so yeah. Dexter takes Harrison to check out a motel where Lumen has an unpaid balance. Lumen never checked out. Dexter pays her $320 tab and gets her luggage. Dexter's flush. He just drops money all the time and without a it, second thought. Yeah, in cash. He's just like, yeah, here you go. Well, that's a baller move. For someone who keeps a M99. <laughs> like a rap video, he just throws some money in the air and walks out. Yeah. I had a big insurance like payment payout after uh, Rita died. Immediately. Oh. Still too soon. I like that he has Harrison with him too. It's like you know he's got he's got to have the baby there now because he he pissed off the babysitter, but he's like has to take care of business and it's almost like um, I don't know there's like some sort of like eighties movie where like the dad it's like dad cop I don't know I'm trying to come up with a a, a movie <laughs> idea to pitch <laughs> dad detective da 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 I would watch that. Yeah, right. Could sell that idea actually. Cop dad, he's got a bulletproof vest, but then he's got like the baby also in a bulletproof like baby Bjorn carrier. Exactly, you guys and get me. Making millions <laughs> off this. Lieutenant Dad. Oh, yeah, perfect. There it is. Uh, there it is. Uh, uh, so Dexter finds a note from Lumen's mom. Lumen ran away from home. He leaves her things at the safe house while she pretends to sleep. Dexter goes to the nanny's house. She reiterates that uh, she doesn't trust him. Dexter loosely explains the truth of where he was, and the nanny agrees to give him one more chance. A leap of faith. Masuka confronts Quinn about taking his antibiotics to treat whatever STD he has now that he's sleeping with Deb. Masuka says he's willing to share, but to ask next time. Not how antibiotics work, but okay. And... uh, (laughs) Quinn denies that he took the drugs and denies that he's sleeping with Deb. Angel tells the internal affairs agent that he apologized. The agent says it's still assault on another officer and that the investigation will continue. The agent tells LaGuerta that according to Lopez's testimony, she gives the best blowjob in Miami. She asks if that's part of the official record. The agent says, should it be? The camera cuts to Angel watching from outside the office it's implied that the IA agent is asking for favors to make the investigation go away. Which just... Yeah. Ugh, like, what? So, Dev has an ID on the cigarillo tip. Uh, you were making some point about Yuki. And, oh, and, IA. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, it's on the recording probably, but anyway. The, <laughs> I, IA, <laughs> the IA is just as messed up. Uh, as Miami Metro, because they are all, they're always doing stuff that's like self-motivated as opposed to actually being internal affairs people. Like the Yuki thing was self-motivated against Quinn, and this seems self-motivated against LaGuerta and LaGuista. Yeah, LaGuista. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's shitty. It's creepy, it's weird, it's dumb, and it just goes to show you that like these departments have awful people in them, and we have to witness it. End of rant. Like the last thing, the last thing that someone in internal affairs should do is try to try to go after a married couple and get the woman to perform sexual favors for him with now two enemies against him. Like they're going to, they're going to find out they're going to, 
he's he's gonna go down for it. She yeah. she might go down for it first. <laughs> oh, anything for Batista. But I don't think that's true either. I don't think it's anything for Batista. Like she'd be like, yeah, hard anything hard pass, herself. hard pass. But if it would benefit her, she'd ass do in it. jail. Yeah, if if it's gonna hurt her upward traje- trajectory, so. Now, if she wants the she's repu- gonna make with a hit. If she wants the reputation of best blowjob in Miami, then yeah, she's down. She's all for it. Wants <laughs> to be the best at anything. Uh, I I hope they give out a, a a plaque for that, or like a you know like a key to the city, but like it's like a, a it's, condom to the city. It's it's one of those like employee of the month things. Like each month is just her name. Well, it goes back and forth between her and Deb, right? Isn't that how it works? the best blowjob of the in Miami? <laughs> yeah. I I think I think that best blowjob in Miami probably uh, moves between crack horrors, and the only plaque <laughs> that they get job. is on their teeth. Oh, oh God! Oh man! Uh, I'm, I think I'm gonna be sick. <laughs> uh, tune in next week. <laughs> and that's Love just where we should end this episode. <laughs> it's over. It's not going to get come any back better than that. that. It's Deb has an idea on the cigarillo tip. The guy lives with his brother <laughs> and does. sounds like they're suspects. Oh, great Scott! Just the tip. Deb and Angel lead a SWAT team to an apartment building. There's dozens of people in the apartment, including children. Deb finds a couple in the back that point to a closet. There's a hole that leads into another apartment. One of the brothers comes out with a knife to a man's throat. He tells her to call clear on the radio. She does. He cuts the guy's throat and throws him at her, causing her to miss both shots she fires as he escapes. Super cop Deb. Good job, Deb. So good. Literally the only person at Miami Metro worthwhile is a serial killer. Like, digest that based on how close they were to each other when she had the gun on him and he had the knife like he should have been like like call safe on your radio and she should have just been like bang 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 <laughs> yeah it didn't make Clear. sense yeah I was like she could have taken a shot easily or not even said clear I mean you're gonna trust this psychopath that you've been chasing around that cuts people's heads off like no even the way it's shown like she's holding the gun on him he's got the knife she she goes to a radio and she calls clear you know we're all safe or whatever and the guy like slowly cuts the guy's throat and then tosses him into dub so that she has to like catch him to shoot straight it's like yeah don't catch him just just shoot the other guy. Like any of those times would have been good. To just shoot the other guy. She was just uh, like, I can fix this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dexter returns to the safe house. Lumen has pretended to slit her wrist. She jumps up and punches Dexter, runs out and locks him in. Dexter beast modes through the door and gives chase. Lumen gets to the road and finds a car full of dude bros who ask leeringly if she needs a ride. She chooses Dexter over them. Which makes no sense. 
I don't know if you ever seen a car full of dude bros roll up on you yeah. and you're like, nah. Yeah, I'm not sure I would have made the same choice. <laughs> I'm really not sure. That's like date rape city. Yeah, that's that's, like, that's she's, no good. She she got into that car. And that's how she's here. Okay, but <laughs> yeah, it's definitely teasing, kind of. I mean, it, it really to me it made sense because I think it it's kind of. It makes it clear that she's been in that situation. So I, I don't guess know. I can outrun one more than I can four. I guess it's just like to me, it's the whole thing of there's a guy chasing me that I know can kill people and has killed people and has been keeping me captive. And there's these four guys who are who are being obnoxious, but maybe they're not all. Horrible rapist murderer pieces of shit. Did they go to Duke? And and even <laughs> Ouch. Good one. But I think it's more of like a trauma response. Yeah. I mean I get it. I get it. Like I'm just like and maybe she wasn't thinking it all through in the motive in the moment, but I'm like, you know four more rapes versus getting murdered. I don't know, like <laughs> I, I think she could have talked those guys out of it. <laughs> Dexter grabs her and has to tackle her to get her to stop fighting back. And that is the end of round three. The FBI take Jonah to a convenience store, because why not? Uh, Quinn shows him a picture of Dexter and asks if it's Kyle Butler. Jonah asks why Quinn wants to know. The second FBI agent catches Quinn and sends Jonah back to the car. Quinn is arrested. Dexter has taken Lumen to where all of the barrels are. He shows her one of the bodies in a barrel. Dexter says he saved her life. She asks how she can know that he didn't kill these girls. Dexter says it's a leap of faith for both of us. He talks about how his wife was murdered by someone like Boyd. He doesn't want to see innocent people die. He then gives her his knife. She slices his arm, and Dexter doesn't retaliate. He just asks if she's done. Lumen starts crying. That's how you build trust. Cut each other until you start crying. <laughs> Back in my day, no, we, we had trust falls. <laughs> no, that's how we did it in Boy Scouts. Couldn't we have started there? I don't think she fully trusts him, but she's at least, like, after after three... I mean, he's had three chances to kill her or turn on her, and he hasn't. And now uh, he's taken a, a knife wound to the arm and didn't retaliate, so... He's, he's, that's how friendship starts yeah <laughs> yeah they'll be just talk about more friendships they'll be they'll be Lila stories going with her from now on oh Lila I just saw her in another show recently and I got very happy <laughs> <laughs> is Lumen uh, the new Lila no. I hope so the answer is no <laughs> a little more midwestern but I'll settle <laughs> oh Um, LaGuerta is yelling at Quinn for taking Dexter's picture to the FBI Quinn says he could tell Jonah recognized the picture but LaGuerta says the FBI doesn't have a positive match LaGuerta puts Quinn on unpaid suspension she says the only reason she's not firing him is that there would be a hearing and Quinn's theory would become public and tear the department apart 
She also says he just lost his wife for God's sakes because LaGuerta suddenly cares deeply about marriage. She probably just blew the IA guy. But. Quinn apologizes to Deb for being missing all day. Deb says she doesn't want to be alone. Quinn says he's no good for her. They leave together anyway. Lumen is dressing the cut she made in Dexter's arm. She asks if Dexter was being truthful about someone murdering his wife. Lumen tells Dexter she was locked up. Dexter says that's it's over. He killed Boyd. Lumen says Boyd wasn't the only one who did this to her. There were others. Hmm. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. I know they really wanted that to be a big, like, ooh moment at the end. It's just like, okay. Sure. Well, it, it, it means that uh, this isn't the end of the story. Right. Which the casting would tell you already. Yeah. But had they cast it as someone uh without the name of Julia Stiles, they would have it would have been more of a surprise, I think. Uh this episode was directed by Milan Shalov and written by Jim Leonard, who both directed and wrote just this one episode. So these guys were both here for one offs, never to be heard from on Dexter again. I didn't even bother to look up the rest of their history, because for one episode, I just don't care. That's so weird. It is weird. (laughs) Scott Buck was like, ah, this episode was competent. Fire them. Yeah. Like, they must have been his cousins or something, but you'd think he would have had them around longer. He probably, like, lost the episode in a... A poker game or something. If you if you win, I'll let you write an episode and direct an episode. If that's how Hollywood works, we are all screwed. <laughs> I don't think it's even that's that competent. Scott Bucks Hollywood. I don't, I don't think Hollywood even works that well. I think it's no, more, it doesn't. Much much more messed up than that. Yeah, sadly, yeah, it is. <laughs> uh, best line of the episode with um, when Dexter was helping Lumen and Harry said why are you doing this and Dexter said because she's dying he said you're a serial killer I think you can handle that yeah yeah Harry's been right for a while this episode like nobody's looking uh, for her. Uh, my uh, one I had a line from the mom's note to Lumen and it says it's not a home without you I thought that was sweet Aw. Yeah. I actually didn't write one down for this episode, but I will second Brooks. I like that. Okay. Uh, How about the worst line of the episode? If it's not unanimous, I'm going to be really disappointed in everybody. The conversation, he's got his daddy's eyes and your penis size. It's much bigger. As cringeworthy as that was, I went with the IA guy. The... It doesn't have to be a matter of public record. Wink. Yeah, I'm gonna go. With, I don't know if he was yeah, that overt about it. <laughs> I don't think. I don't think he said. Actually, what he said was, uh, "Should it be?" Yeah. And they cut away yeah. from him. There was no wink because he whipped out <laughs> his dick. <laughs> the wink was implied. <laughs> yeah. Right. He can whip out his dick on Showtime. They didn't have to cut away from that. But you can't do that in the workplace. <laughs> Come on now. It's Miami Metro. I thought they were going to cut away to Angel, and Angel was going to see the blinds close. 
Like, I thought that's what the scene was going to be. I uh, they didn't, really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, go, I think I'm going to go with the baby penis talk. <laughs> that just, that's just never okay. Yeah, I, I don't like talking line. about baby bottoms or baby penises. <laughs> any, any of the baby parts. Yeah, it's just not okay. We've got to draw the line somewhere. All right. Well, how about the Chicky Hines Memorial performance of the episode? Julia Stiles. Yeah, second that. Definitely. Jay Stiles. All of her styles. Yeah, she had ten things to hate about Dexter, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only one of the guys. I'm like, what else did she do? I'm like, that's it. That's all I got right now. She had ten things to hate about her back. <laughs> yeah. And the way Dexter busted through the door, like, the whole... Oh my god. That that was my favorite part of the whole episode. <laughs> it was like, she's been trapped in this room all episode, fighting Dexter and losing. And Dexter's been locking the door, and he just runs straight through it. Like That was great. He does, he does like the whole <laughs> roar when he goes through it. Right, he didn't even take anything and throw it through it. He just threw it, you know, threw his elbow in and just busted right through. Yes. Yeah. I guess he's passed those chemo treatments at that point. <laughs> Maybe he needs to find better places to lock people up in the future. Yeah. Yep. Well, that's it, guys. Uh, thanks for helping out. <laughs> thanks, everybody, for listening to the podcast. We'll see you on the next Deeply Discussing Dexter. <laughs>